Welcome to this series of Bible lessons on the New Testament. In these 42 lessons, we will teach the history of the Lord Jesus as delivered to us in the four Gospels. We will start with the days that led up to Christ's humble birth in Bethlehem. We will then look at his blessed ministry, his suffering, his death, and resurrection. His humble life on earth concludes with his ascension, and after this, the blessed outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Lastly, we will teach the calling and ministry of the greatest evangelist that ever lived, Paul the Apostle. These last lessons are taught from the book of Acts and include Paul's missionary journeys. Be sure to use the lesson guide with questions and knowledge exercises presented with these lectures. We hope these lessons are a blessing to you. Thank you. In Lesson 5 of our Bible study on the life and the ministry of Christ, we wish to see John the Baptist as a voice crying in the wilderness. There are two portions of scripture that I would ask you to look at and to refer to for this lesson. The first one is in Matthew 3, and the second portion is in Luke 3, verses 1 through 22. So Matthew 3 and Luke 3, verses 1 through 22. John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness at the River Jordan. By birth, John would have been a priest. His father was a priest, and so he was of the house of Aaron and would have become a priest. But God had other plans for John. God had already said with his birth that he would be a prophet that he would go before the Lord to prepare his ways. And so when John is of age, 30 years old, then God calls him to go as a prophet and to preach. And then we see that John comes out of the wilderness where he has been till he was 30 years old. And he comes dressed in his camel's hair raiment, and that he ate locusts and wild honey. Oh, we can well imagine that when John stood preaching at that river Jordan, that there were many people who came out of curiosity because this strange-looking man standing there at the river Jordan, not in the temple as we would expect, or in a synagogue, but no, he is preaching in the wilderness, and that is where the people come to hear him. John's sermon is actually very simple. Repent ye, for the kingdom of God is at hand. So John is preparing the way for the Lord Jesus to come as a savior. He is calling the people to repentance. 
And what does that mean, to repent? Well, then you must own that you have done something wrong, that you have sinned. And that is also what John is teaching here. Repent ye, for the kingdom of God is at hand. And so he says that the Lord Jesus is about to come as the Savior to save those who repent from their sins. And then we see that there are many who do believe the message of John, who do own their sins. And then John baptizes them in the River Jordan. That baptism of John is a baptism of repentance. Those people who confessed that they have sinned and that wanted to repent, they would be baptized in the River Jordan. We know that not all of the people who were baptized repented in truth. For many of them, it was an outward form. It was a sorrow over a punishment of sin, but not a sorrow over sin. And yet John baptized from day to day those who came and who repented. And he continued to preach from day to day. And so more and more people came to hear him. And even one day he sees the Pharisees and the Sadducees coming. Oh, we can well imagine why they are coming. They have heard of this preacher as well. And they are wondering who he is and why he is preaching at the River Jordan. He does not have their authority to be preaching. And so they would like to come and hear him and uh, to reprimand him. But when John sees them coming, he already knows who they are, and he says, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? O, do you hear the boldness of John, calling the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the leaders of the Jewish religion, a generation of vipers, deadly poisonous snakes, he is there saying clearly uh, that the religion of the Pharisees and the Sadducees is actually a poison. It is not truth. It is not pointing to Jesus. It is pointing to keeping the commandments, fulfilling the law. And so he says, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Oh, then he also points to what we have heard. Jesus Christ would come uh, for the fall and for the rising of many in Israel. <clears throat> so there will be many who will be condemned by the preaching of John and of Jesus. And that is also what John is saying to these Pharisees and to these Sadducees. He says, the axe is already laid to the root of the tree. And every tree that does not bring forth good fruit will be hewn down. Oh, then we know, even from nature, uh, that if you have a tree uh, that does not bring forth good fruit, after some time 
we would cut it down because it is only cumbering the ground. It is of no value. It is of no use. Well, then John says the axe is laid to the root of the tree, the tree of our life. And what is that axe? That is the word of God. That word of God that can make us wise unto salvation. If it does not lead us to repentance, then it will be forever against us. Then it will be a judgment for us. And our life will be cut off. And we will be cast forever into that pit of eternal fire. And that is the message that John has for the Sadducees and the Pharisees. He says, bring forth fruits worthy of repentance. He says, that is the gospel message. It is repentance. Believe in the Lord Jesus and do his, keep his commandments to love God above all and your neighbor as yourself. But then we also hear the people coming to John and say, but, but what must we do then? And then John says, well, if you have two coats, you don't need two coats. There are many people who don't have one. So those of you who have two coats, give one to those who do not have. That is a message for you and for me as well. We do not need everything that we have. God has blessed us with many benefits. But then God also teaches us to love our neighbor and to give to them what they need as well. But then we have the publicans who also come to John and they say, but what must we do then? Well, first we need to understand the publicans they were despised and hated by the Jews because they were tax collectors for the Romans. And truthfully, the Jews had reason to hate them because many of these publicans were doing it for their own profit. They were exacting more. They were demanding more taxes than the people actually owed. And then they would keep some of it for themselves and they would become rich with this. But now, when they come to John, and John sa says to them, exact no more than is due. John does not say, you may not be a, t a tax collector, you may not be a publican, but he says, you must be honest in your dealings with men. That is also a fruit of repentance. But then we also see the soldiers come to John and they also ask, well, what must we do then? And then John's message to them is, do violence to no man and be content with your wages. So do you hear that? John did not say, you may not be a soldier. You may still be a soldier and fight for your country, but do not be violent towards people. Do not treat them harshly or cruelly. And especially do not plunder and steal, but be content with your wages. Well, the people begin to wonder, <clears throat> is John really the Christ? 
And they ask him, Art thou the Christ? And then he says to them, No, but I baptize with water to repentance. But there is one who comes after me. He is mightier than I am. I am not worthy to unloose his shoes. He says, And when he comes, the Lord Jesus, he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost. And that is also what we will see in future lessons. But today, we also see Jesus coming to John, also to be baptized. Now you would ask, really? Jesus, the Son of God, does he need to repent and be baptized? No, we know that Jesus is without sin. But that is also why he must be baptized. He says it himself. When John first refuses to baptize Jesus, John says, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou unto me? Then Jesus says, Suffer it to be so now, for I am come to fulfill the law and to perform all righteousness. So Jesus as mediator is very God, but also very man. But as a human, he must fulfill the law. He must pay the price to redeem his people by keeping the commandments. And only Jesus can keep those commandments. And that is also why we see that throughout the life of the Lord Jesus, he will fulfill all those commandments. And then he says to perform all righteousness so that no one can ever say anything against him. He says, suffer it to be so now. And so John and the Lord Jesus go into the River Jordan, and there we see the Lord Jesus being baptized. And immediately, as Jesus comes out of the water, then the heavens are opened, and we see a dove. The Spirit is descending in the form of a dove. But also we hear a voice, a voice crying from heaven. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. There we have an example of the Trinity. Difficult word, difficult concept. Many people question it, doubt it, or do not believe it. But when we speak of Trinity, that is a triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, well, here we have an example of the Trinity because the Father speaks from heaven. This is my beloved Son. The Lord Jesus Christ is the Son that is being baptized. And then the dove descending as the Spirit of God upon Jesus. There we see the triune God the Trinity, in the baptism of the Lord Jesus. Now, we must conclude, but we have a question. You see, the Jews thought that they were the children of Abraham. They were covenant children, 
And therefore, they did, were saved. They were children of God. But John warns them, and he says, know that circumcision to be a partaker of the covenant is not enough, but you must be born again. We must be regenerated. John even goes on to say, especially to the Pharisees and to the Sadducees, he says, God is able to raise children even from the very stones. And so we must also beware that we do not rest in our baptism, that we are under the covenant, but we are not in the covenant. We must be born again to become truly children of God. And then we must also learn true repentance. Oh, then that Holy Spirit alone can convince of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. And when the Lord works that true sorrow over sin, then he also works a true seeking after Jesus. And those who find Jesus and the power of his blood to wash and cleanse them from all sin, they also will bring forth fruits, fruits worthy of repentance. All those fruits, they are to love God above all and your neighbor as yourself, to do good to those around us, and so that all the people around us can see in our deeds, not in our words, but in our deeds, that we are followers of Jesus Christ, the Savior. Thank you. <laughs>